Hey, welcome to the Friday Habit. If you're just tuning in, this is actually the second part of a two-part series. So, if you're tuning in for the first time, then go back a week and listen to last week's episode where we start our conversation with Greg Hickman around creating a systematized business. So, you want to listen to the full thing. We're going to go ahead and pick up right where we left off. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Another thing I love about what you're saying, Greg, is the, uh, and I think you shared this in one of your videos, as you you drew this diagram of kind of a bridge where you have like DIY, if I remember right, on one side, and then you have done for you on the other side. In the middle, there's this huge opportunity of this done with you, or like there's kind of a price gap there. I think in some ways, there's also just this opportunity where you can kind of bridge the gap between those. Could you maybe speak to some of that and like the advantages of that approach? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, picture, like you said, like, two sides of two cliffs with a big, you know, valley in the middle. And, you know, all the agencies are like, oh my God, it'd be so cool to have a course and have like passive income, you know, no fulfillment. Um, But then there's the course creators. And I know this because we were on that side. They're like, man, like I'm barely profitable on this course. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd be great to have like a better connection and a higher touch experience with my clients. It'd be great to charge more. And so like it's kind of like that grass is greener on the other side. And you know, there's a there is a meeting spot in the middle that is this notion of like done with you. And I think there's a lot of different ways. We call it the hybrid model, where it's, you know, there's a little bit of done for you, there's a little bit of coaching, and there's a little bit of execution. And like what that that ratio looks like for you might look different from somebody else just based on your own preferences and you know what your client needs and finding those opportunities i think presents you with new revenue streams the ability to productize or add like a coaching consulting element to what you do that you know doesn't necessarily t- put you in a position of selling time for money like most people are traditionally doing in a kind of full service uh, mm-hmm. you know agency um, I don't know if I'm nailing what you were hoping to get out of that, but that's, yeah. I mean, the visual that we, we talk about. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think what you're saying, grass is greener really resonated with me because it, I'm always wanting the best of both worlds, you know? So I think that was really helpful just to kind of see like, okay, yeah, what w- one solution is, is that in middle piece, which is the done, done with you kind of model. And, and actually to that, I think the following page is when I talk about like your traditional, or traditional, like you're like the, the inner internet marketer, like mm-hmm. Ascension ladder. Yeah. And you know, it's like, Hey, give away a bunch of stuff for free. Uh, then like have something for 47 bucks, then 197 and then 997. And then you have the, the higher thing. Yep. And so when I see agencies like fall in love with this notion of like, Ooh, a course, I don't have to do fulfillment. They jump into like the lower ticket options and they end up giving away too much for too little and going back up the ladder is actually hard. And so I talk about it and my buddy Joel Irway talks about this too, is like, like as an agency, like even though you're probably not charging what you should, you're already at the top of the ladder, right? From access, from, you know, customization, blah, blah, blah. Like we want to take one step down the ladder, not 
all the way down the ladder because we want to get really good at delivering the same thing over and over again with less of our effort so that we can eventually be able to deliver it effectively with none of our effort. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of need to earn that by actually going through that process Um, because going back up is going to be hard when like you sold the thing for a hundred bucks and you're losing money on every one (laughs) because you're involved in the process too much. And so it's, it's the Tesla method. If you like, you follow what Tesla did, they rolled out the Roadster first, like, I don't know, over a $200,000 car, small subset of people could buy it. They, took the money from those people to refine the production process to be able to produce the Model S, which is still eighty dollars to $100,000. Um, then they did, you know, did the X, still that price. Then after years of doing that, refining that process, like they took the step down to the Model 3, which was like the, you know, the economy version, so to speak, like 30, starting at $35,000. Mm. Like they refined their production process by only serving a smaller subset at a much higher price point to fund how they were able to do it at the lower level and be efficient and be profitable. And I think it's no different than a service provider. It's like, you're at the top, you're already doing it custom. Again, you're probably not charging what you should. So like raise your rates, get really good at doing that so that you can take the step down, use those learnings from the specialization and having the profit to be able to deliver in a more leveraged way and slowly work down the ladder, you'll make more money, you'll have more of a life, like, and you'll get to the financial goals that I think you, most people are, are seeking early on than if you did it the other way. Mm, That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so encouraging to me. So just to share a little bit of, of what Knapsack and StorySite and how I see it fitting that model. And maybe you yeah. can give me some advice of like next steps for that kind of stuff. So basically mm-hmm. with Knapsack, originally we did kind of like 20,000 plus custom website projects. Over time, we systemized down to this process where we could do a done with you service and we deliver most of it in a day and we charge. Mm-hmm. Currently it's around 4,800 for our lowest package basically. Mm-hmm. Now we've started doing these story site templates, which are basically that service, but systemized even more, putting more preparation on the client and that kind of thing. And they get it for a cheaper price. It takes us only about an hour or two of our time for each project, but we're still doing a one-to-one kind of situation. And so what I love about what you're saying is, okay, I love that we've kind of gone down that value ladder. We're adding value to more people with less of our time. And it's actually more profitable than even the one day projects, but there's still a limit because it is tied to our time time. So yeah, what kind of steps would you recommend for somebody like us where it's like, okay, how do we go from one to one to one to many? And it doesn't have to be my specific situation, but just in a general, you know, situation, how do you start approaching that? Yeah, we have to also take a step back and look at, and I think a lot of people like you're at a stage where like you could actually keep doing it exactly how you're doing it and just make it way more profitable. Hmm. Right. And it's okay to have some labor in order to, to do that. I mean, it's still really efficient. Like you can find efficiencies in that, that like, does it make sense to even go as far as DIY? Like, mm-hmm. is that worth it? And that's where you kind of have to come back and say, well, one, look at what the market needs. Um, two, what do you need? What do you want? Like, right. because one thing that I do find that can happen in this process uh, is like, like you're chasing something for no reason at all. Right. Like, so like, I mean, have you done the math? Like how much money do you want to make? How much do you want to take home? Like what is, how many clients do you need doing it the way you're doing it now? And how do you do that profitably to hit your goal? Because if what I found my, uh, one of my mentors, I wish I could remember the equation, but it's like, he, he did like this whole, like, it was kind of a joke, but it made sense. He's like, 
if you're under seven figures a year, you really should only be selling one to two things. If you have more services than you have employees, like there is fundamentally a problem. Mm -hmm. And so really you need one to two, maybe three offerings, really one to, I mean, you definitely could get away with one to two just to get to seven figures if you stuck with it. And like, I highly recommend that most people do. I mean, so again, back to, well, what is the goal? What are you designing this for? Right. And, and all of that, because you could even argue that your situation like might end up being SaaS. Like, I mean, maybe it's not even mm-hmm. a productized service or like a coaching or a course program or something like that. It's like, maybe you're onto something with software, you know? I mean, that's obviously another form of leverage, but I guess I would first want to like know your numbers sure, and sure. like see like how far are you off from your goal? Because like, if you just got 10 more clients a month at each one of those things you already have and you're hitting your goal, I'd be like doing this other thing is a huge distraction. I mean, 99% chance that it's already going to be a huge distraction without me knowing your numbers, but like (laughs) the, you not being involved in the delivery of that doesn't have to be the Holy grail. Like, and like, that's not going to be the thing that allows you to get to your goal. And so Mm. I do like just caution people on like, over productizing or like trying to turn everything into a course hmm. doesn't have to be but i would say like you would just do a course and you give them the templates and you show them how to customize it through training videos right and they just get, they just get to choose their template right you know and they're just predefined templates and they can download them in some way shape or form and your videos just show them how to change the colors, change the text, move this around, move that. And like, you're showing them how to use the template and that Mm. would be the DIY version most likely. Yeah. But again, I'd go back and challenge, does that even need to be done? Like, is it worth it? Yeah. I love it for two reasons. I love that you're like, you know, like what's the point of your business? And, and for me, it does have a lot to do with, you know, having a balanced life, you know, a good life for my family. And I'm not to like, Hey, grow bigger just to grow bigger. So uh, I think that's awesome to kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. And then also just the, the systemizing part of it. And one concern specifically, I don't know if people have this with courses or DIY stuff is like, okay, if I intro a lower end DIY type thing, what am I going to look at as far as support? You know, like, is that become a, a big issue? You know what I mean? I'm just curious, like if you've run into that with different companies when they offer those types of services. Yeah. I mean, with most of our clients, I don't recommend them offering anything low ticket enough that it's like under 2,500 bucks, at least while they're working with us, just because it's like, again, one to two offers can get you almost everyone to the goals they want. Mm. And it's like, so why add unnecessary complexity? Usually when people do that, what they end up doing is cannibalizing the sales of their more expensive thing, which actually makes it harder. So you also have to look at that. Sometimes the lower ticket stuff should actually prepare them for the higher ticket stuff, not deliver the exact same result as the mm. higher ticket stuff. Cause then they're going to choose, you'll just have people choosing that. I mean, we go super deep on like, you could have the DIY version and just never present it on your website and it's a downsell. Mm-hmm. And so it's like sort of like a hidden opportunity. I'm like, there's better ways to present it. So like not everything has to be like click by without talking to a human either. And so, I mean, all of our clients sell stuff via the phone and it's the easiest way to sell. Uh, it's the highest converting all the time. It does require building out a sales team. But again, like you don't have to be, the owner doesn't have to be the salesperson forever. For sure. You know, the owner doesn't have to be, 
labor is a form of leverage. Like people are a form of leverage. And so like, to me, when I think of automated, as long as Greg's not doing <laughs> yeah, it, totally. it's automated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and like, it doesn't have to be technology that's doing it obviously benefits if there are certain things that are technologically handled, but again, and like with who we serve as agencies and like men, there are many of us that like enjoy and want there to be a, like a client interaction and experience because we mm -hmm. value that. And so we have to use technology and automation to not make things transactional or robotic, but to eliminate things falling through the cracks so that every human interaction can be the most impactful that it can be. And so it's not like replacing humans, it's actually making humans better and like more impactful at every human touch point that there is, which for service-based businesses, like there's tons of ways to do that on the fulfillment side. Like we check in with every single one of our clients every two weeks It's customized, but there's an email that goes out to my team based on a specific timer that reminds them to go look at, and there's a checklist, Hey, go look at where they're at. And here's five different templates you can use, customize one of these templates based on the situation. Like they can rapid fire hit 20 clients in a matter of 15 minutes with a personalized response that like will mean a whole lot more than just some vague generic automated response like but automation is keeping us accountable for some of these touch points and there's a lot of cool things you could do with automation on the fulfillment side that you kind of like again once you simplify what you do a lot of those touch points become really apparent versus if everything is unique every time it's kind of hard to create a piece of a, a process where you're doing the same things over and over mm. again. Man, I, I feel like we could talk about this for another hour. <laughs> There's like so many <laughs> things, like so many other questions I have. Um, but you know what? We like to usually wrap up and give our audience some action items, you know, to do. And so if there was three things that you would say like, hey, if you want to start down this path, like what are the three things that you would recommend or say for people to, to go do and, and start to uh, think about? First, I'd say, you know, document your current process. Like, and it doesn't need to be any sort of fancy thing. Like, write out, like, just make a list of like what you do when a client pays you and really start to understand like the flow of how a project actually gets from like beginning to completion for you. And if you find that like every one of those projects is different um, and that's not what you want, then you really, the next stage would be like, all right, like 80, 20, it like look at what you enjoy doing, what the client finds most impactful for what you do for them. What can you still charge a premium for, um, or that they're willing to charge a premium for. And like, how do you package that up? Like, how do you like try only delivering that for a little while, go through some repetitions of, of delivering th that one thing and like cut out the stuff that you're not the expert at or that you would normally have to go hire like the expert for that ate into your profit margin. Like focus on the things that the elements that you're good at um, and start seeing where I guess find opportunities where you can cut unnecessary things that you're doing. Like I call this the like when your product is the word yes, like or your service is the word yes, like there's tip, you're probably finding yourself doing some things that you actually don't enjoy doing. Like let's get those off your plate, right? Because um, you don't have to do things that way. So I would do that. So really what those two things end up helping you do is specialize. Find how you can specialize delivering something that you would enjoy delivering that would 
allow you to create value for your client. And then I would kind of say, go back and like, this is more of like an internal work thing, but like write out what you want your life to look like in, you know, three to five years and like start reverse engineering that. Like, are you going on three international trips a year? Are you like, do you have that, you know, that yurt in the mountain? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, cause you can very quickly tally those things up and get a ballpark of what the lifestyle that you want is going to cost. Throw in, throw in your charity donations, throw in the, oh my God, I got to save X dollars for my, my son's school or, you know, kid's college or whatever. Like you'll come up with a number and then you need to be like, all right, cool. Like, so I need to be roughly making this much a month in order to live the life that I want. Okay, cool. So if I'm selling my thing at 5k or 10k or whatever, how many clients do I need a year? Yeah. Like, like get it down to like that. Um, because what I find happening and uh, this is something you're going to always have to work on is like, we're like, Oh, I want this seven figure business. Like not really knowing what that means. And we don't actually take inventory of the facts of where we're actually at mm. right now. And so there's this gap in the middle that is like, we're operating in fantasy land. Like if you know where you want to go, but you don't know where you're at right now, like you're operating on mm. fantasy and like, likely if you're feeling depressed or like, I'm not making it, it's because you don't know where you're at. And if you don't know where you're at, you can't create a realistic plan to actually get to the final destination. And like, we go through this cycle of like, I mean, I know I have just like depression of like, Oh my God. Like I'm, if you feel like you're losing a race that you didn't even know you were in, <laughs> uh-huh. like, like what, like why, like why am I even chasing yeah. this thing? So again, like this kind of goes back to your specific scenario, like get clear because you know, as I find, uh, as we serve more of these people, few and far between, am I finding the people that are like, we want a multi seven figure, eight figure mm-hmm. business. And that's cool. Like, I mean, I want uh, to have a multi seven figure business too, but I know with the constraints that, and the things that I want out of my life that I won't be able to build my business to like 15 to 20 million, unless I make some other sacrifices that I'm not willing to make. Mm-hmm. And so the model that we have can get us to 10 to 12 million a year with only the two things that I'm selling right now. And like, we're going to keep on that path and maybe the path changes a little bit, but like understanding like who's already gotten there uh, and following and getting around those people is paramount. So the last piece, I guess then one is document the process, cut out the things you don't like, figure out what your lifestyle actually will cost you so that you know how many clients you need at what price. Um, and then the last one is like, find a mentor in some way, shape or form, read books. But like, I recommend paying someone. I've spent obscene amounts of money on courses and coaches and mentors that have dramatically shortened the mm-hmm. learning curve because they were multiple steps ahead of me. And like, they saw around, helped me see around corners and that's huge for like, why make mistakes that other people have already made that could slow you down by years, for sure. yeah. right? So find someone that you can get help from that has what you want, has been where you want to be or is where you want to be. And, you know, you're going to position yourself to, to actually get there. And I love that. And where, where can people find more about you? Um, I know you have a YouTube uh, channel that I've been subscribed to. Where can people learn more about you and how can they find out about your services if they're interested um, in working with you? Yeah, for sure. So uh, thank you for that. 
definitely the the YouTube channel. If you go to altagency.com forward slash YouTube, um, it'll just take you to my channel. Would love a, a subscribe if you're digging the content from a, like how to connect with us. I mean, off of our website, altagency.com, we have a couple free trainings that you can kind of go through. And if any of those resonate with you, you'll be invited to have a conversation with us and then we can chat. And if like we're able to help you, we'll show you how. And if we can't, we'll try to point you in the right direction. But I'm active on Instagram. If you want to see videos of my son doing stupid stuff uh, and every <laughs> once in a while, a cool creative carousel. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, I mean, you could also email me, greg at altagency.com, like just easy way to connect. Awesome. Greg Hickman, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of our show and the Friday Habit. Uh, hey, if you're interested in, in uh, systematizing your business and uh, maybe learning how to stop working in your business but working on your business, go to thefridayhabit.com and you can find uh, show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also get a, a download there uh, where it helps you understand uh, the Friday Habit and uh, what, what that's all about. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this show. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.